Hey, Pete. Yeah? You heard what's up now, right? Uh, uh, no. Oh. All right, well, I guess we could start with the show. Okay. Oh, I remember what it was now. Oh. Patreon. Yeah, Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N. What's yes. Up? What's up with the Patreon? If you put like a forward slash after that and then sure write in Lousy San Francisco slash? Podcast. Isn't should it? they put a dot com? You are right. It should be a dot com. Uh-huh. Patreon.com forward slash. slash Lousy San Francisco Podcast. All one word? On Patreon. Yeah, it's all one word. You'll get there. There's a video. There's some stuff to tell you about it. Check it out. Why? Well, I thought that would just be the end of the commercial. People aren't going to go there if they think that it's just something to do. They got busy lives. They're hustlers. Our fans are hustlers and bustlers. They're- hey, we don't have fans. <laughs> They're and movers and shakers. And two, the people who listen are not. They're busy picking sh- up. <laughs> They're busy picking up their soy lattes. Let, let's try it this way. Hey, buddy, scratching yourself with a stick on the couch. Put down your soy latte. That's right. <laughs> and, and go, go to, to patreon.com Patreon. forward slash lousy San Francisco podcast. Because it's going to help us out. And become a patron. The following is a production of SK Morton Creative. Places, please. Quiet down. And here we go. And roll camera. Gentlemen, welcome to SK Morton's Lousy San Francisco Podcast. When the feeling's gone and you can't go on, it's lousy. Could have been higher. Tonight, SK welcomes Ray Liotta, Larry King, Carl Castle, and Sting appropriates bee culture. And now, you can tell by the way he used his walk. He won't shut up. Ladies and gentlemen, S.K. Morton. Oh, thank you very much. You're welcome. That was good. Now, I thought for a second. Ah, oh, forget it. Let's go on to something well, more you important. Can't tell by the way. Yeah, don't, can you do a falsetto? I just did it. Well, you can't. Ah! You see? I guess. Whatever. I'll show you later. There's other people in the room. It's I know. Let's go around and say hi to everybody. First yeah. of all, greetings, adoring throng. Hi, everybody. Welcome to S.K. Morton's you. Lousy San Francisco Podcast and another night in the bomb shelter. I don't want you to feel like you have to. It's, we're going to put it in later. So I know. <laughs> okay. We, we thrive on genuineness Yes, here. Yeah, let's blow his mind with this one then. Only honestly. And now our senior member of the team, sound engineer of utmost adequation, Squidge McSqueezy. He's totally in the room, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. No need to check. Roger's going, wait a minute, I'm counting four. Uh, let's see. Our regular, full-time, permanent co-host and resident chanteur, Mr. Peter Feliciano. Yes, that is me. Shower me with your praise. Praise. Wait, Roger's just playing right along here. <laughs> Roger already knows. Have you ever been in a cult? <laughs> I have never been in a cult, but I've always wanted to join one. Oh, He's willing to <laughs> He's learn. Always wanted to <laughs> we have one most for you. People say, most, people, most people say, I've always wanted to start one, not I've always wanted to join one. Well, we didn't ask him if he's ever started a cult. Wait a second. Yeah. Did you did you recently buy a bunch of Kool Aid and, and Reeboks? No, <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't. Haven't gone that far yet. All right. All right. By the way, it wasn't Kool Aid. Was it? It was Flavor Aid. Flate? What? Yeah. Wow. But the, was it, I don't think it was Re- Reeboks it's, either. No. Well, not down in Guyana. No. No, no, no. I'm talking about the the the, the oh, Haley's Comet yeah. guys. They didn't have Kool Aid there either. Nothing They're is funnier <laughs> than, yeah, I know. than group All right, suicide. Welcome to <laughs> All right. Who else needs to be welcomed, SK? Uh, how about this? You may have heard her giggle and her chewing. 
a special treat tonight for her. Special, special. On Very account special. of her love of bees, especially the lowercase kind. <laughs> my one and probably Babette. Yay, right, Babette. Yay, me. We love you, Babette. All right, now let's get to the point of all this because <laughs> the point what? is to make more music. No, I don't think that's that true. That was a quote from Jimmy. That what thing you do. with you? He was, you don't uh, quote he was the head that of. That thing you do? Yes, you do. He was the piano player in Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters. There are other people in the room. Our guest. <laughs> he's an expert on the Apis Mellifera. Ooh. Yeah. I met her once. He's here tonight to tell us all about them by way of his waggle dance. Rock on. Okay. <laughs> sounds oh, like he's up for that it. That sounds so cute. Yeah. Waggle dance. That's right. We oh, do the waggle dance here. Dance. Please welcome San Francisco's foremost apiculturist. Because the term apiarist is just vulgar. I think it's uh, apiculturist or whatever you... I don't even apiculturist? know. Apiculturist? He doesn't know <laughs> what he does. Tell him, Roger. Yeah, tell him. I don't know. He's, he's high on the honey. <laughs> That's right. I'm getting ready to harvest next week. Uh, <gasps> he's from AB Well Productions. Please welcome Sir Roger Garrison. Yay! Thank you. Yay! You're the I'm, best, Roger. You, you are, are worth fighting traffic to get here for. Thank you. I'm raising my hand. Yes. How's the new car? It's good. It's nice. You I like, like it. it. I How's do the new like paint it. job? <laughs> uh oh. Uh, yeah. Someone threw battery fluid on it. Battery acid. What? No battery fluid. That's All right. weird. What is that? I mean, um, why? Just vandalism. Okay. <laughs> and where where was that? What? Um, we live in Lower Pack Heights. Just okay. some random person went down the street and threw battery fluid. Acid, they said, would have eaten through to the metal. Could it be brake fluid? Oh, or that's transmission what it, fluid. No, that's I think that's what it was. Brake fluid, not battery that's fluid. What it was. I've been yeah, saying battery fluid, brake someone, fluid. Someone threw Thank oatmeal you. on mine. Oh. On your battery fluid? Yes. And I drive a uh, or ride a Vespa. I wish someone would throw <laughs> oatmeal or something on it because it looks pretty damaged. Oh. Does it really? Yeah, I mean the oatmeal would cover all the scrapes. Is it from dropping it or just? <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> I think. I think let's just sit back and appreciate the oatmeal would cover all the scrapes. Just yeah, that I think, you know, I, it we, we have the title of this episode. It wouldn't, it wouldn't take much. It would take like a bowl, a small bowl. Just a small bowl. Just a small Do bowl. you think brown sugar would help? Or maybe raisins? It, it probably, Add some maple syrup. It, it would probably attract more bees. I, I think butter is a normal condiment for oatmeal, right? I yes. think it could be used. Yes. Yes. Okay, all right. Because I was I was admonished at one point recently for adding butter. No, to my when I was oatmeal. growing up, we added butter. So Good. the best oatmeal I've had, mm. we went to visit some of SK's friends, and she put heavy cream. Yes. Yeah. Like a Phil's oatmeal. Yeah, it nice. was like it's really yummy oatmeal with heavy cream and nuts and all kinds of yummy fruit That's stuff fantastic. in it had good. fresh fruit it was so good oh my gosh i'm me, the breakfast me person. and babette are gonna go to ihop after this <laughs> and just talk and hang out like friends roger i told you this is gonna be fun it's gonna be a lot of fun <laughs> all right why don't we do a little of this then i think he's is sk cranky i think he is a little crankster. no i just realized that i had a lot of material I, I I had printed it with the it. intention of studying it, and I failed to study it. Well, here's so there the might thing. be a lot here's of lies during our updates tonight. Here's what's beautiful. Yes, we're not live, so just <laughs> do whatever you want. <laughs> Babette's great at Google, and we'll figure it out. I yeah. just had something weird happen in my headphones. 
Apparently, oh. the top of my ear was bent. I didn't know it till just now. It went <laughs> I noticed that your ear was bent too. Did you? You, can you have, I pay very close attention. Are the to top your of your bends. ears numb? No, I just felt kind of good. Anyway, do you guys remember the sleep bus? Uh, yeah, remember that last yeah. year? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Are they still in the, business? The twenty-two. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. Oh, by the way, the other day on the train, there's the one that stops at Caltrain. I uh, fell asleep. Coming to the office, of course. I woke up down at the end, you know, the where they do the turnaround part. I slept right through the. They didn't like get no, get up and no, grab you. No, everyone just left, and I I was waking up and I'm pulling away, and I'm like, well, where are we now? I, I why love is you. there no one on the car? I love you, but you are hard to miss. So I don't <laughs> know why they, they, I don't, did they check the no cameras? one check no one check. I, apparently, the guy didn't check the cameras, and when I came to, were you painted? We were in the in the parking lot of the were trains. You, were you painted gray at the time? I was not. <laughs> okay. Well, that's weird. Anyway, so then when we get there, the whole thing stops and all the doors open and stayed. And I just walked off. <laughs> I was out in the middle <laughs> into of the gravel. Just yeah, right there under the gravel. There are some homeless camps the, right down there. I was even farther than that. I had to walk to the homeless camps and then walk through it. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. How Did, far away from the? I never saw another person until I got to Caltrain. Were you painted gray at the time? That's when I was painted gray. How far? Okay. Yeah. How far? How long did you have to walk? Uh, I wouldn't say uh, eighth of a mile. Anyway, anyway, we were talking about the sleep bus, weren't we? Yes. What is the sleep bus? Well, last year for two weeks, there was a bus that had like sleeping pods in it. And pods. for how much was it? It was like ninety nine bucks. Four hundred and seventy three dollars. I thought it was fifty something. Oh, oh, oh yeah, to L A. Yeah, which, oh yeah, it was only fifty dollars, <laughs> and you sleep. You get on at night, and you would sleep your way when you woke up in the morning. You were in L A. Nice. Only 50 bucks. That's pretty great. And they don't do that anymore. Well, it lasted for two weeks, and then everyone <laughs> thought they went out of business. What happened was is they had 20,000 reservations. Everybody wanted to do to go on the thing, so they had to close everything down and retool so they could handle the – they had to get some money to buy a bit, bit more trucks and all things. So they're up and running again now. Oh, okay. A little more pricey. Uh-oh. I think it's 150 or 199 <laughs> How much is it now? Oh, no. It's 115 that's pr- okay. So it's a not even flight, that, yeah. A flight is it's less a, than that. Yeah, but that that flight would be round trip, wouldn't it? Yes. Oh, so, so we're only interested. This is one in, way, like, yeah. Vagabonds. Or On the vagrants. other hand, boy, you could sleep in a, in a on a bus. You know, I mean, you've got you're laid out. I think you're the one who can sleep very well. Yeah, I think I've bus. proven so that. So why huh? would you do that when you can just catch a Southwest flight and you're there right. in like forty five minutes? Right. Because you, have you ever slept on a boat? <laughs> Um, no, I don't but see this the transition you're making. <laughs> it's the I know it's, it's you can't motion. compare that to a boat. <laughs> yes, because it's the, it's the, the the motion that makes you makes no, dear, you sleepy. no. Yeah. yeah, but I could sleep at home in my Tempur Pedic bed and nice. then get up. Don't you mean or or in your or in no. your La, La Quinta. Yeah, there you go. Stay at the La Quinta. What Seriously. I'm saying is this. Okay, I had a friend years ago who well, was a what mechanic. What are you saying? And his deal. Wow. Were you, wow. Were you dressed in? Gray She's at trying the time? to be edgy. Um, I'll talk to Roger. He cares. Hi, Roger. How are you I'm doing? still trying to figure out how you, it would be fun to sleep on a bus. Well, you I'm going to explain. Him, I'm going to explain. I, I just... And why I made the connection to a boat. Years ago, I had a friend who was a mechanic. <laughs> it doesn't work. It does not work. And He, he loves to sleep. His deal... <laughs> his niche was house calls. He would go work on people's stuff at their house. 
I was with him one day. He was doing a house call on an RV. Mm. And it was a real quick deal. He found the problem really quick. And so we all decided to take it for a, a test spin to make sure everything was working right. I was in the back of that RV for maybe a minute and a half. And then I fell right asleep. Because the motion, you're going back and forth. And it, just, uh, and it was cushions and everything. And it reminded me of when I used to sleep on dive boats. When you do a liveaboard dive boat, you do the... The rocking of the ocean, it's the same thing. It'll put you to sleep. So all I'm saying is, I'm not saying you can't go out on a plane and do it in an hour and a half. I'm saying for 50 bucks. Oh, 115. Been, well, now it's 115. Well, that, that's, well, the, so, so you guys are all saying we're not going to, we're not going to Disneyland La Quinta, tonight? A La Quinta is probably. A seriously, or yeah. an Airbnb, or sleeping in your own home. Airbnb is. But if yeah, your own home is too. not in Anaheim, how are you going to get up in the morning and go to Disneyland? You wake up, you catch a six o'clock flight, you're there by eight. Bingo. What is it open at nine? Bingo, bango. I mean, you're the first one in line. Yeah. What if you want to be the first one in line? Thank you, Roger. Did you know you were agreeing with me just now? No, absolutely nah, not. I'll yes, cut that part I agree out. with you. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Absolutely not, meaning you don't agree with no, him? I, absolutely no, absolutely not. not. No. He didn't know if he was agreeing. Flying, if you're flying, uh-huh. you can be the first one in line, but you can't be the first one in line if you're. Sleeping on a pod, and or even better, seriously. even better, even if you got there at or six thirty in, in the morning, that that bus does not have a shower. Yeah, I was thinking actually, I don't want to be grody mm-hmm. in Space Mountain. Seriously, I want to be clean in and Space see, Mountain. And, and, and yeah, that's actually, not what work. I was thinking. And of. just so you know, I'm never doing that with you. <laughs> My because it's got free Wi-Fi and everything. If I, I have I that out- at home. I, <laughs> Okay, great. So we've established when you are not traveling, being at home is the best place. (laughs) I wanted to say that I can't do it. I'd get kicked off the bus if they don't have a little... Oh, yeah, you would. (laughs) Now, that was clipping. Let me turn her down a little bit. She is clipping a little bit. Babat, we love you very much, but you are clipping a little bit. Um, If I don't have an electrical outlet, I can't use my CPAP. Oh, Lord. Right. And then... I knew your apnea fit in here somewhere. Check it out. What? We were in Israel. We haven't talked about this. I thought maybe we would do it. And you were in an RV and you fell asleep. And you ended up in Israel. That's right. That's pretty. uh, Were you painted uh, gray at the time? Yes. That's pretty crazy. This is what I want to say what we discovered in Israel. Jews. (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't know. We probably have to cut that up. Palestinians. No. I can snore with the CPAP on. No. Yes. Of course you can. Apparently, I'll, I won't wake up, but I will still snore. Yeah, he has super magic snoring powers. Right. I could be one of the new defenders. Avengers. No, the guys from the Inhumans. What? Okay. Like I said, $115. Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. We're clipping everywhere, and I can't hear anything. What is clipping? It goes too Everything's loud. Everything's too loud. It's too loud, Mama. When you call me mama. I know, baby. Oh. Usually, SK only only involves things or or that have that aggrandize him. You know what I mean? Like anything that's positive about him. It's this is very much an emperor. That shape. reminds me, you forgot to wash my feet. <laughs> There's some great Arizona in the corner. Okay. <laughs> Did you want to tell Roger about your I- feet? Wait, what? What? No, my feet are good. <laughs> I was complimented by a nurse about my feet. He's always well, telling me weird. how he has nice feet. I do that's have nice feet. That makes me feel so funny. Nice. They're not mangled and gnarly. Okay. No, he does have nice feet. Yeah. When are we going to talk about the bees? When? Because that's why I'm here. 
Okay, well then let's get through these. Yeah, these, uh, blah, updates. blah, 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 blah. Okay, now Roger hasn't had a chance to listen to the show yet. Okay. So prepare to be horrified. Okay. Um, we like to do, well, no, we like to do. We like it when I've animals shoving, die. Yeah, That's I've been what shoving we, we this down it. people's throats for a while. Okay. This animal, <laughs> animal obituary thing. So anyway, here's the deal. Oftentimes, no animal has died. Right. We might project or... Wish death yes, upon. Yes, exactly. Oh, Fantasize. But in this case... <laughs> oh, and no. It kind of... This started years ago because there was a series of events at the San Francisco Zoo, which, as we've said over and over, is not my favorite zoo no. in the Bay Area. I've never zoo. been. You've Don't never go. been? Never been. Oakland has a better zoo. You Are you not a zoo person? No, I've been to like San Diego Zoo and stuff like that, but no, I'm not too a good zoo for person. zoos. You I think don't you're better? No, no, I don't know. I mean, I just want to get a cowboy's hat on and just go ahead and lasso a, a giraffe, and you know, wow, he's one of those. With the, he's one of those through the neighborhood, and you know, this draft is going through, and everyone sees the giraffe's head, but they don't see. Me because I'm walking behind the giraffe. The longer I listen to Roger talk, the more I realize we need to go off on our own and create some sort of an interpretive dance, some sort of a musical about his life and his and his times. The life and the life and times of Roger and his giraffe. Well, in this case, Roger, uh, animals have died. Aww. Yeah, and it's not funny. So let's see what we can do with okay. this. In this case, it's more San Francisco Zoo stories. Mm-hmm. And I've been trying to get caught up, because we've been away for a while, get caught up on these stories. So this actually happened back in April and May. First, we had the oldest polar bear in captivity. So sad. I don't even know if that's true. But there was a polar <laughs> bear there. Uh, in, Sa- in, 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 in San, San Francisco Zoo, yeah. Great place to be. Like... Especially if you're cold. a polar bear. Yeah. I know. Yeah, it is well, no, it's not me. It's, it's in sunset. Yeah, they it's give perfect him, for a polar bear. They give him popsicles. <laughs> they actually would every once in a while put in artificial snow and let him I've play. I've seen that polar Aww. bear. Yeah, Ulu was his name. Okay. So the reason why I bring up the Ulu yes. was because it was part of the story that came up uh, during the most recent was that of a black rhino. What was most recent of that? Of the most rhino? recent death at the San Francisco Zoo. There was a 43-year-old eastern black rhino, the mm-hmm. oldest black rhino in captivity. Ellie. Yes. Has Ellie. Ellie the black rhino. Uh-huh. What did she die of? Just oldness? They said they get, were giving her surgery. Exploratory surgery on, surgery on one of her legs. Okay, so here's a question. Well, Michael, were they exploring to see if she's got a leg? Yes, ask your question and then I'll answer. <laughs> I just wanted to let you sit in that bomb. That was yeah, funny. that was that was not um, good. So here's my question though: Is 43 yeah, a bad. normal life experience? Yeah, no, no, I think it really it's like bad. 15 years in the wild. Oh, okay. Wow, yeah, they only like live 15 years? years in the wild. Or maybe that was the polar bears. <laughs> no, I Whoa. think that was the polar bears. Yeah, yeah. Because why would a rhino not live a long time? I know because who would attack a rhino? Yeah. Well. <laughs> Roger knows everything about Roger knows everything about animals. Okay, so don't sass him. Well, we'll see. <laughs> the animals he works with only live in twenty four hours. By yeah, noon, uh... they're buying. Let, yeah. me, let me do my joke. <laughs> <laughs> by well, no, by noon, they're buying. <laughs> the animals he works with only live twenty four hours. By noon, they're buying Camaros and wearing medallions. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we had the problem last time. Keep your hands to yourself, Roger. Anyway, Ellie's got many, many 
calves and grand calves and great grand calves. Okay. And but once they had her under, they were like, "Yeah, she's old." So they really? just didn't wake her up. Whoa! Yeah. No. Well, I mean, they they didn't say it flippantly, but they were like looking. I get apparently she had a big problem. Well, maybe she had like cancer oh, or something. Yeah, it might have been something. So they're she, like, yeah, she's not gonna have a like, quality woke, of life. Woke her up, and then she would have lived to like really painful. They couldn't have just like cut off months. a leg. I mean, you know, uh, kind of. Just, yeah, I a rhino, a rhino in with, those with wheels, three like, legs. The, like you yeah. see, like you I see mean, a chihuahua. You know what I'm saying? I mean, just it just takes a little longer to walk, but um, yeah. They said it wouldn't have been quality of life. They decided for her. She still, wow. she still would have been playing with the ball. As all government agencies and... should. Right. So, do you want to high five on that animal death, baby? Thank you. That anyway. was like a weird, you cupped it. That was like a two <laughs> instead anyway, of a five. That was like a high two. Ulu died of <sighs> congestive heart failure. Oh. Which is weird because Ulu was white. Oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> but she was 545 pounds. She was like, like that's like can't skinny. get out of the house no, kind of. that's like skinny for Oh, I guess a for a polar bear, bear yeah. yeah. Anyway, so now we've had two big th- because although here's the one okay, I'm, so Ellie was sad and so was Ulu dying. But here's mm. the good part of Ulu dying. Mm. Now that woman in the hate who has all those furs? No, that no, wasn't. No, was, no, now they're planning an expansion of the polar bear environment at the zoo that's actually going to go out t- farther toward the beach, so that it's going to be larger and it's kind of so that the polar bears can smell the water. And it's going to be a new, like, top-of-the-line, cutting-edge technology in this new keeping animals in jail at the zoo. I don't know. I don't even know where this is going. The thing is, I thought I'd, I thought I'd put a lot of... I've lost interest. I thought I'd put a lot of deaths. Yeah. Can we need to isolate You're not the only one, sweetie. saying, I've lost interest. Yeah. I've lost interest. Yeah. I'm here for bees. I just think, uh, you know, they should sell the shaved ice right by the polar bear. Yeah. You know, and just... I don't know. Donate the shaved ice to the polar bear uh, pen. <laughs> there you go. So it can like sit roll in around its, in it in the shaved exactly ice. Exactly. While it's smelling in the beach air. That's not a bad idea. Poor polar bear is going to smell water that he can't get into. I was really wanting to talk about the with the rhino, but what? Here's the thing. All of this is being driven by a man <gasps> actually died. Aww. I guess not a tribute, but I just wanted to make mention of it. It happened a couple months ago. And we never got around to it because of all the stuff we were doing. And so I wanted to bring it up, and I thought we could put all the death together, and hilarity <laughs> will ensue. So, In a segment we like to call. <laughs> <laughs> Al Nalbandian. Oh, yeah, Nalbandian. Yes. We all know that guy. Now, well, you've seen him in movies. Anything that was filmed here in San Francisco, he was in. Mm. He lived to be 91, I think it was, and just died uh, May, on May 12th. Okay. And if you didn't see him in movies, you would recognize him down on Geary and... Powell, Powell and Geary. He was the um, flower guy. What? Remember the guy? He had a fly. That the, the flower stand was like a hundred and three years old. But that little flower stand oh, right in front of the cheesecake front of Macy's? factory. Yeah, in front of Macy's. Hmm. That was his flower stand. So that's when I would see him. I'd go by and say hi, and right. I told him I loved him in the movies. I saw him. His yeah, last so I just call him Al. Me and old Al. Oh, that's sad. Anyway, yeah, and he was he was ninety one or ninety three or something like that. And he just died in May. And he was hmm. still working at the flower store. Yeah, he went to. He in oh. fact, he felt sick one day at, uh, at work, oh. went into the went into the hospital and um, <laughs> got a little better for a while, and then then didn't. Hmm. Oh, that's too bad. But yeah, I just wanted to make a little statement because he, this is a, this guy was a San Francisco fixture for my whole life, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I wanted oh. to say a little something. 
Well, you said something very nice, I guess, somewhere in there. And while on the subject of dead Uh, humans, uh I have an update. This is a legitimate update. You told me this the other day. Yeah. This made me sad, too. Well, actually, you don't have to be sad about it uh, because it happened, you know, over 100 years ago. So (laughs) we're doing a a human obituary here. Too soon? Uh, It's about little uh, Miranda Eve. Okay, who's I don't that? think you were with us that night. You missed Cloette. Oh, you guys were going to do a duet, and then you, uh, you, you weren't there. Me and Cloette are going to not only make do a duet, we're also going to verse each other on some sort of a like a gladiator type of stage. <laughs> I'd watch out, man. I was going to say, my money's <laughs> on her. Listen, I'm fine with dying. If I die by Cloette's hand, I'm all right with it. I have a feeling many men have said that. <laughs> anyway, little Miranda Eve was the name they gave to the little girl that they found out in near the former Oddfellow Cemetery hmm. out in the avenues. The story was they were doing a remodel. They were doing something with the garage in one of the, the people's places that in lives In the 1800s, there. you said? No, they no, were doing this recently. last year. When they were excavating, they hit something. It was a lead coffin, and it had two windows in it. She was This little girl was hermetically sealed. And you could her skin was still skin. She, her hair was still blonde. She was still wearing her dress. Creepy. She died in 1876, and she was still preserved. She was only two years old. Oh, I didn't know she was only two. I yeah. thought she was like 16 or 17. No, no, I no she was a like little five. girl. Yeah, they all thought she was around five or six. But she was only two. Her real name, by the way, was Edith Howard Cook. How did they find that out? Well, that's, it's, it's interesting you say that. There was an article that had showed the different phases. First, they had to determine which part of the cemetery corresponded to where the house was. And at that point, then they could go check records, see all the different families that were in, in that section. Families. Then they were able to do DNA tests as well as researching the family histories. And when the samples came together, you know, you start cutting out what's not there and you get down and they figured out what the family was, who the little girl was by the records, and who died. And she had died of Merasmus. Merasmus? What is that? No, it's it's not Merasmus, huh? It's pronouncing it in a different way? No, he doesn't even know what Ma- you're talking Maris about. Merasmus? Give, give him the page. I don't, don't read it. Merasmus. Give it to the professional. Can you tell us what it is? Merasmus. Yeah, that sounds kind of what I said. Glad you're here, Roger. Marasmus. I like how. Wait, I like how you set up Roger. Marasmus. Don't you know anything about Marasmus. nature? Well, no, because he said because he said it's it's he couldn't. It, it, he made it sound like he had heard the word. No, Marasmus. No, no. I mean, and and they named her Miranda before they knew about Marasmus. Oh, I see what you're they, saying. Pretty crazy. That is. That's mind mind it's blown like, right there. Boom. No. What a Miranda thing to do. What is <laughs> that Marasmus? Is so Marasmus. <laughs> <laughs> It was Thank a term <laughs> used in the 1800s for severe undernourishment. Okay, so what? the family so, wait obviously Wait a minute, wait a minute, not... wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. They couldn't feed her, but they had enough money to put her in a lead coffin? Well, that's why they don't think she she starved to death. They think it might have been she had an infectious disease, couldn't eat. The body wasn't being nourished. They might have been trying to feed her. Because uh. it turns out she was from a rich family, and in fact... She's the, from both sides, the maternal and the paternal side, were like big San Francisco families at the time. She would have been a heavy hitter had she survived her two years and 15 days. So they didn't starve her to death. She just had a disease and she just wasn't able to eat. Yeah. Her father was Horatio Nelson Cook. Her mother was Edith Scofie Cook. 
So she was a Scofie. And the Scofies, I'm trying to remember who they had connections to. Because I had read the story. I'm like, oh, man, I have that some of that information on the tour. Mm. So Horatio and Edith got married. They lived at 635 Sutter Street. Wow. That's not too far from us. Mm-mm. And they established M.M. Cook and Sons, and they specialized in tanning of hides and leather belts. Mm. He served as a consul for Greece. Wow. The dad. And one of the earliest Virginia families. Mm. They come crazy. all the way from Virginia. Wow. As our guest tonight, who's going, when are we going to talk about some bees? No, I mean, yeah. <laughs> This is fascinating. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to do a little more research on it, because... I, had, I don't have in front of me the stuff that I had read and went, oh, my goodness, this is some big deal stuff. But we do want to talk with Roger, so I'm, this is going to be a teaser. Well, thanks for, thanks for creeping us out. thinking like is... Miramis or whatever. Merasmus? Merasmus. Can you put Merasmus on oatmeal? Actually, I was going to say, my mom used to make me put Merasmus instead of Mrs. Butterworth on my Roman meal waffles. Roman meal? What? Are you glad you waited for that? <laughs> no. What is right. Roman meal waffles? I think... <laughs> All right. What do you say we uh, do a little... Tri- oh, that was gross. Uh, yeah, say- after the excav- excavation of a, of a little girl, let's play a song from Bullwinkle. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're a creep. <laughs> the time has come to get down to what we're really here for. Finally. Please. Bridal fitness coach. Oh. Ah. Yes. <laughs> we'll do it quick. Roger, have you heard of bridal fitness coach? No, I haven't. Are you? Yes, are you, you a, have. Stop lying to us all. A bridal fitness coach. Yes. No, <laughs> so I'm sorry for snapping at you, Roger. The I'm sorry. getting married is going to go to a fitness coach before she puts on her exactly. bridal. Ooh, somebody had his, got had it his, all together. Somebody had his Merasmus. Oh he put his Merasmus on his oatmeal. You know what? I mean, can you imagine if you were getting married and your husband said, hey, why don't you go to a bridal fitness? No, 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 no. It has to come oh, the, from the, her. Yeah, the husband does not say no, that. No, 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 no. no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, but... Babette, okay. Babette has actually met Tammy Fox, the owner and proprietor. Wow, okay. Of... <laughs> so what did, what did she say to that? Well, normally what it is, it's the bride... Who needs to fit into her dress. Right on. And she's like, wait a minute. And so she finds Bridal Fitness Coach and goes and sees Tammy Fox, and she helps her get into her dress. I mean, that's a pretty good niche. Yeah, it is. Yeah, she's and she's very good. She's highly recommended. Right on. I've gone to her four times, and I fit into my dress every time. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing is, it's about making commitment not just to getting into the dress, but for the health and well-being for the rest of your life, you see. So whether the wedding day is tomorrow... That's not a true Yeah, it would be too late if you're going to call it for tomorrow. How about this? You could say, because all month. Tammy would say at that point is just don't eat any Merasmus because yeah. it's going to make y'all. I don't know if you mix Merasmus oh, with, no. with apple cider vinegar. <laughs> it's a great cleanse. You just, you just sit in front of the toilet all day. Oh, man. Anyway. You are fitting in that dress. Bridal oh. fitness coach will make sure you're looking and feeling Fabulous. That's right. You'll be provided with a tailor-made fitness program that fits your goals, time frame, and your sensitivity to Merasmus. You'll be trained at a gym with private access in your home or your office, even over the internet. And she doesn't just do brides, she has bridal parties, grooms too, and I happen to know, since uh, Babette has gone there, that you don't even have to be getting married or going to any wedding thing. She'll still train you. All your money spends the same. All of my grooms actually That's got right. trained by her. So schedule a free consultation. Am I clipping? You can go to Bridal Fitness Coach. There 
dot com. Call 415-317-6827 or that 415-317-6827. Bridal Fitness Coach. Make him Erasmus. All right. <laughs> are we are we recording? Yeah, that's how I started this off. Oh, are you okay. looking up Tom Hardy right now? I was. <laughs> I'll save you. You're a weird person. I am. Well, because, I just wanted to see his face for a second. Well, because I haven't seen it because it's all, it was covered up by the, the Bane costume. Right, but he's in a bunch of... Have you seen Revenant? Anyway, yeah, we got to... <laughs> all right, I'll do the commercial by myself, I guess. Okay, I, how about this? Which Who's better, Leonardo DiCaprio or Tom Hardy? Oh. Hey, okay. guys. Yeah? How are we going to push this Amazon button thing at skmorton.com? I think we should get a celebrity... That's exactly right. We already had the Tom Hardy voice before with no, the Batman No, I mean like music. a real celebrity. <sighs> You're to, not helping. To do it. That, that's my so idea. If, don't poo-poo my idea. Yeah, don't poo-poo. <laughs> oh, if only I had that <laughs> ability. <laughs> All right, here's my thought. If someone wants to... Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I'm thinking just go to SK Morton, click on the Amazon button. <laughs> this is a great commercial. doesn't cost you anymore. <laughs> I love it. You shop, you get what you want, we get a little bit back, and then we can end this commercial. Do you think it's right. his eyes or his scruffy face? It's his scruffy face. Because I think his scruffy face is kind of like, for some reason, like I'm not a gay man, but I feel like uh, drawn to him for some reason. Well, you know, I'm. All right, it's Are we time. Finally gonna talk about We're bees? talking to Roger Garrison about bees. Roger! That was the whole point of tonight. Roger, We're we love well. bees. Oh, who are the people in your neighborhood? In your neighborhood? In your neighborhood, say who are the people in your neighborhood? Roger, you're you're a good sport. Did you just take a bite of something? Yes. Roger, we've been building this moment for years. Yeah, and then he reaches over. (laughs) And I reach over for. That's what a cool cucumber he is. So let's talk about his background. We just played the people in your neighborhood. So we're going to get a little bit of background for you. We're going to work our ways up. Okay. All right. Awesome. So where'd you grow up? We know. So I grew up in Virginia. Virginia. Okay, okay, let's talk about bees. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Okay, what happened in Virginia? Why, right, so, why are you on the Why are you okay. on the run from Virginia? So um, when I graduated from high school, I went to college, and then when I finished college, I ended up in St. Thomas. So I Where's lived in the, the yeah. island. Yes, I wow. lived in the Caribbean for about uh, five years. What was her name? Um, her name? Well, I mean, you went to St. Thomas for a reason. Well, no. Well, no. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, that was insensitive. What was his name? No, <laughs> no. But anyways, I just uh, wanted to do something different. Oh, okay. And I was uh, working in Cleveland. The snow was about four feet oh, high. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had a friend who said, hey, I'm getting ready to go to St. Thomas, and you got to come. And I'm going, okay, I'm going to go. Did you love it? I loved it. St. Thomas is a gorgeous place, and the only drawback are the hurricanes. I was going to ask you. And oh so that God, was the reason yeah. why. So the hurricane literally uh, blew me back north <laughs> to uh, Virginia, and then I ended up in um, a year later in Monterey. So I worked oh, cool. for the Pebble Beach Company for... What was your job? Was so it bees I, there? Or was I, it... I actually waited tables. All so, right. Yeah. So I bartended and waited tables. You bartender. Cool. Did you meet Elizabeth Shue? No. That was a cocktail Cocktail joke. (laughs) Wow. And I, well, I actually had a friend says uh, that movie sucks because you never saw Tom Cruise take out the garbage. (laughs) (laughs) And he probably, and did you didn't, you didn't see him tip out his uh, busters either. Probably. Probably not at all. (laughs) Scientologists. Okay. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's where I heard Marasmus. <laughs> so eventually I got up to San Francisco. So um, I've worked at the uh, W Hotel for about eight years uh-huh. now. How long were you in Monterey? Seven years, okay. maybe eight. And you live here in the city? I live here in the city, in Knob Hill. Oh, you're in Knob Hill? Yeah. Ooh. I got lucky. You know, I came when the uh, financial crisis hit about 10 years ago. Uh-huh. So everybody was fleeing the city, and the rents were dropping, and uh-huh. I really got a great studio. Oh, that's cool. So it overlooks the uh, Golden Gate, and oh, I'm wow. very fortunate. If you are if you can see the Golden Gate Bridge, you're on the west side of the hill, right? Washington and Jones. Jones and Washington. Exactly. I was on Clay and Hyde. Right on. Uh, so we were neighbors. Right on. Okay. There is a building a over nice there. Area. There's a building over there that I actually got to sneak up to the top of, and the security guard's name is Life. Do you know? You told this story in episode six. You're a weirdo about that. But uh, so is your security guard named Life? Um, we don't have a security guard. Oh, okay. Oh, that's even better. What was that? What's your social right, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Okay, so Washington and Jones. Actually, my brother and my son both used to live at Jackson and Jones, which is just one block over. Wait a minute. Clay, mm-hmm. Washington. Yeah, one block over. You might have been on the same block. Right on. Are you on the north side of your street or the south side? I don't even know which way north and I south. Closer to the bay. information about where he lives. Well, I'm just trying to get an idea. They might have been on the same. They might have had the same backyard. I don't even know. They it might have shared matter. a backyard. It Tell them, Raj. We actually Tell don't have Raj. a backyard. Oh, okay. I'm getting more. Ha-ha. Now, if someone were to try to get Losing in from interest. the... No, okay. <laughs> just... Interest lost. We had... <laughs> How long have yes. you lived there? Um, About 10 years now. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. I like it. Yeah. It's comfortable. Easy. Yeah. So you'll take the one if you're going down into the down into the financial district, right? Or he'll take his scooter. I take my scooter. Oh, okay. You don't ride the bus. Not how not anymore, but it used to be one. How right. treacherous yeah. is that? Oh, I love it. You yeah. do? God, I love it. You, you love, love the treachery? Going no, I mean because you can get in and out of traffic really yeah. quick. And I've had my falls. Mm. Um and I've had one good fall where it really like really hurt it, it really like knocked some sense into me like wow you better take it easy mm. and once you get that kind of fall i didn't really get hurt bad but um it was a good fall it was and, jarring yeah so yeah. it taught me a good lesson but i love scooting you know through the city because you can get in and out of traffic mm. and then i realize how fortunate fortunate i am when i ran out of zip car Mm-hmm. Because now I'm stuck in traffic. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. you are. Traffic is horrendous. And it's you can just so shoot bad. down Washington right all the way, right? Jackson well, is the one that has well, the. Well, I used to, yeah, go down Jones. This was the accident. <clears throat> um, go down Jones, and right when you cross California, kinda, there's that weird kind of dips. Oh. And I used to catch mm-hmm. right. air. I would love catching air. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, so this should have been a my favorite, my favorite part video. about catch that? air and. I mean, I would be going like 40 or 50 miles an hour catching air. And uh, one day I landed on a wet jacket and I went falling over. And of course, the bike's following me, right. and I come to a stop. The bike comes Ow. to a stop, and then all these people start running towards me, like, oh, "Hey, no. dude, are you okay? Are you okay?" Oh, no. And I'm like, "Going, I, I'm okay. I, I just got to get up, you know." Right. And then uh, I went ahead and got on my bike and went to work. So, really? Yeah. That's just. Here- I I had to go to work because I was bloodied. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. 
And I knew nothing was broken, but I was like hurt. Did the bees sense blood? No, but if I had went home and called in sick, I would have just sat and it would I would have locked up. Yeah. yeah. So I just uh, wanted to be around people in case if I was really screwed up. Right. Then, right. then I've got someone right. that can say, "Hey, call nine one one." So, but no, but I was fine. But it it took me like a a month to you know. For the bruises and everything else to go at away. the bottom of that hill. My favorite part about that. God, I love that. I that love that hill. Isn't it great? <laughs> I just so I, I miss I keep it. Trying to get a picture of him it. because it's almost as if he's ready to you know bow toward the east when he's talking about it. <laughs> I really want to do that, but so, I can't do it anymore. So you go, you you cross it, over California. You do that horrible dip, right? And then right at the bottom, you can see that so many cars have bottomed out that they've scraped the the I, the uh, uh, what should we call it? The I am cement so lucky. <laughs> I'm so lucky. I, I, I never killed myself on right. that. I really am. Right. So because, you purposely do it. Oh, yeah, because, I mean. Boys. I oh, yeah, aren't yeah. we awful? I mean, come yeah. on. I mean, it's a lot of fun when you catch air. Yeah, and, really. <laughs> <laughs> and it's that that little hill, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I miss that. Oh, wow. That's like. Are you under 50? I'm over 50. Okay. 52. <laughs> I, I swear this should have been video tonight. We should have been, should have been so, streaming this. He makes all kinds of cute little faces. <laughs> Very entertaining to watch. Right. Not so much to listen to. Right. No, okay. um, no, no, no. This is great. Okay, so where did the beekeeping or the just the bees in general, did that grow out of you working at the W in the food industry. That's where it started. Um, w went ahead uh, one day, said, hey, uh, we're going to have bees on the property. And I raised my hand up and I said, wow. I said, that's awesome. I said, I'd love to do that. I said, my dad um, had three hives when I was growing up. Oh. So they all looked at me like, awesome. We've got this guy who knows what he's doing. And I <laughs> knew Absolutely <laughs> nothing. Turns out they how weren't even beehives. How soon into working at the W did that happen, and what was your job, actually? Okay, so I, um, I'm i a server at their restaurant that's now called Trace. And they started the beekeeping, I think, when they were transitioning from XYZ to, to uh, Trace. Gotcha. So it's, it's been good, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, with me growing up with my father, I come from a family of nine. With mom and dad, it's 11. Oh, wow. So I have five sisters and three brothers. Wow. So you can imagine my dad, he was a physician. He was up early in the morning, out the door by eight. He Sometimes he didn't get home till nine. So he had bees. He grew up on the farm. He knew what honeycomb was. I mean, just to see my dad eat honeycomb, I mean... I mean, he would have the whole thing like in his lap. I mean, I don't think you could touch it. I mean, he would not let anybody. Was your father a bear? He was almost a bear. Yeah, yeah. You could. See, he's partially part bear. You know, um, Ulu. You know exactly. You know. So consequently, I really didn't pay attention to like the bees. Um, I would go ahead and put my ear next to a hive in the wintertime because you can hear the hum. Uh huh. My dad really didn't do anything with the bees either because he had someone else come over and take care of them. Hmm. And if you really don't maintain the highs within three years' time, uh, you won't have any bees. 
And so consequently, when I, you know, raised my hand at the W, say my dad had bees, I didn't say, and he wasn't successful. (laughs) (laughs) Do they leave or die after three years? Well, I think they could leave Uh or they could die. It really depends on the situation. On their level of marasmus. Exactly. (laughs) So um, consequently, they thought they had someone who knew about beekeeping. They thought they had an expert. And so what I did was I went to other beekeepers and just, you know, started asking questions and everything else and took off from there. We started off with two hives mm-hmm. and um, I've made every mistake in the book and then some. So Like what? Um, Let them start a podcast. Exactly. You know, that was a Question. big mistake. Yes. Why did they want bees? Is it just like all the rage to have bees? Well, um, we have a decreasing uh, bee population, right. so they wanted to go ahead and and have bees on their property. It was part of their uh, lead program. Oh, okay, um, okay. So if you have like um, aquaponics or beehives, it's it's you're becoming more greener in oh. the environment. Oh. And so they just embraced it, and I definitely embraced it. But I will tell you, I've made mistakes all the. So you've you know. killed bees. I, <laughs> have a, hey, we're hey, back to animal obituary. How exactly. forward of you, bad bad. No. You, you, because of your imperfection, some bees have well to exist. No, guess what? <laughs> they admit so their demise. Wow, She's so terrible, um, morbid. No, but like if you don't like maintain the hives, yeah. like. Sometimes hives get really weak, and you might have a wax moth infestation. So oh, wow. you literally, literally have to go through the hive and clean it, and go through the frames and look at everything. And it's a learning experience. You, right. Once you go through something like that, you never want to go through it again. Right. So if you keep on doing the same mistake over again, well, then guess what? You need to you need to leave the um, beekeeping thing because yeah. it's not correct. What know? does what does wax? What do, what would those those moths do to it? All right, so um, basically, if a hive's weak, they take over and they have like babies that are like worms before mm-hmm. they turn into the wax moss. Um, they will completely eat the whole hive oh, up. They infest it. They you infest mean like the, it. The honey? No, or they, the bees. They, the they love. They love the um, where the babies are laid. So, you know, that's the eat the babies. That's the, their. That's their protein. They eat the larva. Wow. That's, you know, so so it's just one of those things where, you know, again, I've made every mistake in the book. I don't hide it. I pretty much embrace it. Well, and, now, when you say you don't hide it and you embrace it, does that mean you tell, you go to the W and say, hey, remember that hive we had? Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, and I and I want to be a little bit of a politician. I know, but it's like one of those things where you just you learn from your mistakes. Uh, You know, like I've had a swarm in the city. I don't like that. What What do you mean that? What do you mean the swarm in the city? So they go, they get on the Bart and they rob people. Exactly. No, but what happens is the high becomes um, really big, and the queen decides that she wants to find a new home. So she takes a bunch of workers with her, leaving virgin queen's cells behind. So what they're trying to do is find a home. So does that mean they won't sting you? The, exactly, because they aren't. Um, they don't have any honey to defend, nor do they have ba- babies to defend. Wow. So basically, they go ahead and they land on like a, a side of a mailbox or a fence or a tree, and then they cluster up into a ball. I've seen that on cars exactly. too. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I've never seen that. Yeah, I mean, it's really incredible. I mean, because I picked up so far this year like five swarms. And, uh, you know, just today I was in Hunter's Point. Uh, well, wait, wait, I don't understand. What do you mean you've picked up 
swarms. It, so I'm part of the uh, San Francisco Beekeepers Association. And what we do is um, if there's somebody reports a swarm in their yard, they call mm-hmm. uh, 911 or information and then they give us a call mm-hmm. and then everybody gets who's on this list gets a text message saying hey uh, um, such and such address there's a, a swarm mm-hmm. in a tree or whatever and then you just show up and you pick up how where do you take them um, and how do you do it Tongs. so 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 basically you've got <laughs> all right so Spatula. what we call all right so <laughs> exactly you we're know? not gonna let you answer we're, we're gonna we're, you just bring your fly swatters along, <laughs> right. you know? that's it wow, you know you just so go mean. ahead and hit them you can't kill bees no so so what you do you is can't you can't kill bees Kills, bees are precious so oh i thought you they were mutants i'm sorry Roger, exactly no but so what you do is like if i were to talk to you and say hey what's the size of the swarm of bees is it the size of a bowling ball is it the size of a beach ball is this you know so you get the description Jeez. of how big they are and then you just show up with the box, and you literally just shake them into the box. And then if the queen lands in the box and all the they bees... They all follow. They all follow her. What if it's on a car? You can't shake them off of a car. Guess what? I had that happen to me two weeks ago. And oh. that was actually at Pier 31. And that was pretty incredible. It just took me three hours to, you know, to get the bees to you go. Just, like, three scrape hours. them. You just go ahead and just, yeah, scoop them up and put it into the box. And eventually, if the queen's in the box, that's what they want. So why does she decide to leave? It's a natural tendency for bees to want to go ahead and swarm because it's a matter of having more bees in, in the population. Right. But it's also uh, bee skills, too. Like, um, you, you got to make sure that the bees have enough room to grow. Oh, okay. And if they're in a cramped space, oh. then eventually they're going to say, I want to get out of here. So you failed to do that. Exactly. But, oh. So, but that, hey, guess what? I mean, it happens. But now it's like, I don't even worry about it because I work really hard with, um, with my management practices. Yeah. And so it's just like this year I had a, like a really weak hive at the W and it was great working with her because I actually nursed her back. The queen? No, the whole population. Oh. I actually worked with them really hard because I knew that they were viable. But it was going to take a lot of like just intensive like, okay, what do you need? I mean, I did everything. You want the space um, less? I did that. And now they're they're growing perfect. So when I hmm. see that, it's like... Those are things, as a beekeeper, you have to start listening to your bees. And people go, well, you're the bee uh, whisperer. No, I'm not the bee whisperer. They're the humor whisperer. They are Mm. telling you everything that you need to know. And so as a beekeeper, I've had those share mistakes, but it's a matter of of learning from them and then saying, I'm not going to have that happen again. So I'm like, every year I give myself a grade. Every year, I gave myself a D. The only reason why I didn't fail myself is because I'm the only kid in the class, and so I had on a curve. He got a D. I had a grave on a curve, you know, because I got to keep on going. So what happens is now this year I'm sitting on an A, and I'm guarding that A. And so, so what's going to happen is when I get that A, I take off into a different level, but then I become a Golden State Warrior. And I defend my title next year. Oh. So that's so I've got like 50 hives throughout the city. Wow. And so I basically, I love working with hives. Well, let's talk about that. Well, Since I, you've been going on for hours. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> I have, so, so what I do is um, like I've got 
you know the uh, recycling company Recology? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're one of my clients. They have bees? They have bees. Um, on LeBeau uh, in Knob Hill. LeBeau oh, yeah, grocery. I know LeBeau. Yeah, I used to get their uh, peanut butter and chocolate cookies. So that guy's awesome. That guy's like <laughs> Joseph. Can you just hold that pose? Okay. <laughs> I know he's so cute. I, he's, he is. Okay. You came man. for the bees, you stayed yeah. for the Roger. So there you go. Awesome. <laughs> right so there. so LeBeau's awesome. Like uh, Joseph is a really good guy. He sells cinnamon mentos. So guess, guess what? Listen to this. <laughs> Last year, I had five hives there. And wow. this year, I have six now. They were all new packages. Got them in May. By time October came, four of the five went down. Mm. How four, come? It was a rural mite infestation. So I don't treat my hives with uh, antibiotics or fungicides. So they're organic. Yeah. So the DNA of those bees wasn't strong enough. But now that one hive that survived, I actually made two hives from her this they're year. Real. They're like hybrid strong. So they're like- yeah, <laughs> this is good. So that's like the genetics that I'm trying to get. So I've got so many beehives in the city that... If one hive's failing, I can literally go into another hive, drop in other frames of brood, and and start the whole cycle again. So it's called management practices. And no one's going to love your bees like you do. Why well, I, I really and take care of them the way you do. I I, I like except it. me. Okay. <laughs> because <laughs> I love bees. Okay. Well, we're gonna get get you in a hive. Babette, I love you with all of my heart. I love you. Don't, I don't see you we'll, again we'll get soon. You I'm gonna yes. die. I need to see them. No, we'll get you in. Yeah. We'll get you in. Okay. This just is a, this is very tangential. Uh back to LeBeau for a second. Okay. That mural. Right on. That's not supposed to be bees, is it? Not is at it? all. Okay. And not at all. And that's pretty funny because Oh LeBeau. That's, that's, that's been there that mural's been there forever. Okay. Stop. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> not cinnamon mentos. They have the best BLT. BLT. No, Freddy's has the best BLT. No, LeBeau. Right I, on, I love the bow. And the guys the that work there are so sweet. They're really nice. And they're super cute. Really nice. You know I what's know the super talk- cutest thing of this Lebeau. podcast so far? Is the little budding friendship between you kids right I'm right so on. excited. <laughs> so what, what is... So, so, so... What? That mural. Those aren't bees? Those are bees. But what I'm saying is he had that before he had bees. Okay. What so, is But that? I'm telling you... But it is creepy. But I have no idea. But if you go on the roof, he's got plants growing. Really? He's got a lot of stuff going, and the guy's a total... He's good. I like him. That's awesome. That's so good. That makes me happy because I know that the bees are dying. Now, now, but here's my question. So a swarm then is a good sign, technically. Technically. You don't want it to happen, but it's a good sign. It's a good sign, but there's the, the bees give you all the information you need. And so what I do is I have a notebook... It's like I take notes on them every single week because I got to know where they're coming from. That one swarm that I had last year that made the news totally sucked because you know what I wrote on that hive? Hmm. Watch for swarm on top of the hive. Watch for swarm. But I wasn't taking notes. So the thing about it is, is management. You know what I'm saying? So So wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on a second. Roger is a great This was recent? No, this was last year. It was oh, okay, because I heard him talking about all this A business going on, and I want to make sure. Yeah, he's giving himself the grades. No, so no now A nepotism. No, if you ask me. That's right. So this year I'm hitting it out of the park. Okay. So I'm I'm happy. Right. Well, you know what I mean. You didn't just hurt your shoulder, did you? No, not at all. You know, patting yourself on the back. I want to make you. sure. Okay, <laughs> good, good. Thank you. 
But I also tell people, if you're in the city, join the San Francisco Bee Association. Mm. We have meetings every second week of the month, Wednesday. And I will say the good thing about that is, like, I sat on a lecture about Warehive yesterday. A Warehive? What do you mean? Uh, it's a type of hive. When it's okay, a full moon, really they nice. go nuts. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Got to watch for those bane of the bees. Um but I will say that a month before that, we have a woman from New Zealand lecturing on Manuka honey. So we get all these people coming in. And so that's where you get your advice. That's where you find your mentor. My mentor is Paul Kosky. He's been doing it for over 30 years. So you develop friendships. You, you know, do the bonds. Have now, you guys ever had a bee in? Uh, we, we're having a picnic next month. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh. Could, do you have any stories, though, I was thinking with the different locations, like the Clift Hotel, within the media, they want people to know about the beehives. Exactly. What, and so, what can you tell us about that so, situation? So, I mean, Clift Hotel has on one of their floors a observation hive. So you literally can look into mm-hmm. the hive and see the bees actually making the wax and wow. the bees going to their, you know, doing their work. And that's um, one of your hives? And that's and one of my it? hives. That's I definitely maintain that one. Wow. Um, so it's just one of those things where, I mean, all these hotels, I mean, you've got Marriott down in Fisherman's Wharf. They'll go ahead and they'll actually make desserts for guests, you know, like cornbread or something with their, their mm, house honey. Nice. Holiday Inn will go ahead and take the honey and they actually... Uh, will auction it off or, or or have their employees buy whatever the honey that they want, and then they'll go ahead and donate the money to another organization. So, I mean, there's all these, like, different things that the hotels are doing. These too. are my favorite insect. They're the incredible. best. They're incredible. I, had, I got stung by a bee, and I didn't even get upset. Right on. <laughs> well, the bee might have gotten upset. Right. Or no. died. It Can died. We talk exactly. about stings? Yeah. Can we talk about stings for so, a second? Yeah. Okay. So, so when I first started at the W doing um, uh, hives, I did a method called foundationless, which means that the bees draw the comb any way they want to. It's, it's a long story, but you literally have to lift up frames. You have to straighten out the comb. Oh. You've got to put a rubber band around the frame to make sure that the comb is standing straight, which means that you're working with the bees without gloves. Uh. So you're working slow with purpose. And so kid one time goes, well, do you get stung? And I said, of course I'm getting stung. But at the same time, that was cavalier. That's stupid. Nobody wants to get stung, you know? Um, and so now it's like I rarely get stung. Because I've got so many hives, I can't do the foundationless method because it, it would never work. It'd take too long. So, yeah, so I use gloves, and then sometimes I don't use gloves. Um, I always do a hive every year, foundationless, just because I want to keep with my roots. But, um, but anyway, so that was wrong for the kid. And I will say, too, like sometimes... Like, all right, so if you go onto my website, abwellproduction.com, you'll always see me walk in front of my hives. I have no gear on. And I just stand, watch, I see what's going on in the front before I do anything. Now, there's sometimes, and this is very rare, I immediately get stung right from the get-go. Even before you approach the Before the I even open the hive or anything like that. Now, when that happens, then I go, okay, 
there's something not right. Mm -hmm. Someone's not happy. Mm -hmm. So you've got to go in there and address that situation. And the bees also make noise too. So I can sometimes go in there and hear what their the hum sounds like and say, okay, this is what I think is going on. How so, often is it the Comcast bill? Uh, it's <laughs> terrible. You know what I'm saying? So the sting part of it, when I do get stung, sometimes it hurts. But you have to eat it. And you have to just not just, react I, so, as so bad then as you'd like to. I just step back right, and I pull the stinger out. I breathe in and then exhale, let it go, and then I go about the business. Are there any species of honeybees, is that the right word, species, the different variants, that don't die if they sting you? Oh, so again, now we're talking wasps. And we're I talking just honeybees. No. No. Not that I know. Wasp aren't bees, right? They're. Oh, no. <laughs> oh now you got them upset. Don't I don't. I, to... <laughs> to be honest with you, I, they're in that. The bee family. The exactly. Phylum. But ex, or whatever. Right. You know, because they don't make honey. The they're family. just aggressive. And mean, All right. right. So what they are, they're meat eaters. They eat meat. Right. So they're, you know, yeah. so that's another thing, too. It's like uh, so my thing is like everything's a circle in nature. Right. Mm -hmm. So some beekeepers will set up these yellow jacket traps hmm. you know to, to protect their hive and i'm like one that's part of nature you know what i'm saying it's a whole circle like wax moss look the bees can regulate wax moss when they get weak and the wax moss take over that's that's nature that's everything that's going with the circle of nature like if the bees were to leave a hive and wax moths come in guess what they eat everything up right but then you get this cavity and eventually a swarm might happen to come by and say hey that's a great spot and the whole thing starts again hmm. so everything's a circle again it's all these like issues i'm looking at it's just it's called management you should have your own podcast yeah <laughs> yeah that's actually where you, know, you just talk idea. about bees right this is fascinating where you update yeah. people on 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 issues and on and on the actual hives themselves that actually and, and but I don't because then you will make even less money <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but it, but i like it you know and and also it's like i've got my mentor and i'm also mentoring people too right but what do you what do you do at be well production basically i provide the uh hotels with um hives bees i go ahead and process the honey i give them the honey um, what do you put the honey in Five-gallon buckets, baby. Five-gallon five buckets? Five-gallon buckets, baby. How many buckets per hive when you're emptying? And um, how often? Okay, so some hives don't produce anything. Okay. Other well, what hives, are they doing? Guess what? I'm telling you, it's just it's just the nature. Well, what are they doing? It's just the nature. It's, but you're a so, bee. I, it's just... An, <laughs> I, mean, I know. Maybe they're just recreating. Okay, money, what but, are you doing? All right, so guess what? So let's go ahead and assume... That you've got a worker that got lucky and found this great, great location, right? So finds this location where there's a ton of nectar. Oh, yeah. It goes back to the hive and does this dance, and then everybody goes to that place. What happens to the other hive that actually didn't land in that location, and it keeps on looking, and it's just not finding that location? Oh, it's like the, it's like the, uh, the deadliest catch. Some guys are hauling in the crab because they found a spot. The other guys, they're working. They're just not getting any they're product. They're just not getting any product. Oh, because there's not enough flowers? That's another thing, too. We, we always to plant could... more flowers. Yeah, I, oh, I agree with you on that. <laughs> there's not enough Babette, flowers. Babette, you're, you're not going to fix everything, honey. 
Yeah, but you know what? But there's so many different things you can do. Like you can go ahead and plant on the roof like LeBeau okay. does. I okay. mean, he he play, plants herbs and flowers and stuff like that. So now I'm making hives this year because what I want to do is I want every location to have survivor stock. Hmm. So if I can have survivor stock, I can spread these bees out. Right. I want to grow the population, not buy the population. That's I'm tired awesome. of buying the population. So two I questions. hate buying the population. Okay. Two questions. You where, preach, Roger. Where do all the where do all the because de- they only live for whatever. Where do they, do they just fall to the bottom? What do you? So, so that's funny. The uh, the worker bees will actually take the dead uh, bees and actually fly them away from the hive. Oh. Whoa. So, but and so at one location they had a. A patio, right? And above the patio, thirty yards away, were five hives. And guess what? If you've got a hive that's fifty thousand strong, guess what? You got fifty thousand bees dying every year. So when people are sitting outside eating, drinking, they drop the bees. <laughs> that's <on> awesome. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they were like going, um, "God, a lot of people are asking where are these, you know." My Dead bees great, coming but, from, you know. You know? <laughs> so I ended up having to move the hive. So I mean, these are all learning things. Yeah. So, so they were I'm, dropping the bees. Well, the you know they were like <laughs> people were like going, "Hey, why we dropping got all these bee dead bees?" You know. Here's so, the other. The okay. other question is: You said buy. Are they like egg sacks? What no. <laughs> so that's right. So literally, you get a package of um, bees. They're either three or five pounds. I saw that in a documentary. They and come on eighteen weeks. They're like sea right. monkeys. I'm t- they could be sea monkeys, but uh, <laughs> they the queen's in a little cage. So, so they're already born. They're already born and alive. So what they do is they drop three pounds of bees into a little container. And then they drop in a queen in her small container because those bees, they were with the queen. Now they're not with the queen. So it's one of those things where once they finally recognize that that's our queen, then she gets released. And usually that's two days later. This is the most interesting thing ever. So, but my thing is like, (laughs) I I used to pick up the phone and say, hey, I need to send me five queens. Hmm. I, I'm Did tired you of called a beach blanket Babylon. They're there. I was you know, gonna say exactly. I just called yeah. somebody. That's the right. How much does a, a, a queen cost? They can be thirty-five to fifty dollars a per uh, wow. queen. So, but the thing about it is, if when I had like two or three hives, I had to pick up the phone and call. But now you don't. Now I don't. Now you're I having. Got, you're now giving I can birth, go ahead and now I can queens. go ahead and make them. And she goes out and. How just, do you know if she's a queen? Do they look differently? I, that's got We're going to get you in a hive. You look for the bee that doesn't look like any other bee. She's and that's got a, a longer. She's got a longer abdomen. Butt. Abdomen. Abdomen. Is she? How many babies does she have a day? She can have a, up to two thousand. Wow. And, she can and, lay 2,000 eggs. And she does she have like a a, a man bee? Not, well, so the drone bees. Drone bees. Drone bees are males. They have no stingers. They do not go for pollen. They don't go for nectar. They, they just sit in the hive. They basically. Take care of her and play No, they Game basically Boy wait for, for a virgin queen to go out. How and, old you know, on her Game Boy? What's wrong with you? Play the pong. I don't know young people. So they wait for the virgin queen to to go for her maiden flight, and they go and mate with her. In the air? That's all they they do, yep. Just not just once. That's all they do is mate with her constantly? No, No. well, once they mate with her, it's like, Atsalavisa, you're dead because it comes out, you know, and you're like, you're done. But she will mate with like perhaps eight or more drones before she's finished 
Um, sometimes she'll go out and maiden flight a couple times. So, at, oh, tramp. All right, ready for this? September? I don't know if I am. September? All the male bees, they're all gone. Because the females kick them out because they're getting ready for winter and they don't want any extra. They don't want to waste their food supplies. Uh, and also, the queen's not laying the drones anymore either. Oh, wow. You so what, what they just go off and die? Well, their lifespan's 30 days. So if oh, just so when she when she lays 20,000... Or uh, 2,000. Two, I'm sorry, uh, larva or whatever, there's always a certain percentage that are males? Oh, yeah. So okay. if you go into a hive, you'll see different size of comb um, where she lays into. The bigger ones are for the male bees and the smaller ones are for the worker bees and females. Um, so I was thinking when we were talking about the whole deadliest catch right, uh, thing like that, I thought if because you, you said you named some of your hives. Right. If you have some open names, maybe it would be cool if you name them after the boats from the deadliest catch. Did you just dork out? Might be Google? impossible. So oh, you'd have you'd you have don't stuff like. Want him to name one after you? I know. I was just thinking. I thought you were going that direction. You always go that direction. I'm not done speaking. Do you think I just have? You kind of look bits? like a queen, actually. <laughs> oh, <that's>... <laughs> huh? <laughs> you got a longer so, well, abdomen. So the Cornelia Marie. <laughs> that would be a good name of a hive. It would be. Huh? Or what about like the Time Bandit or the oh, Northwestern? Don't tell him how to do his job. I like I'm... the Northwestern. <laughs> the Northwestern would be a good one. Yeah. There was the wizard, but I didn't like the captain on that guy. The Ramblin' Rose. Ooh. That's a possibility. Ramblin' I like that. Rose. Right? Wasn't that Ramblin a movie? Ramblin' oh, Rose. Oh, like why you ramble? Nobody likes this. Wah, 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 wah. The Seabrook. <laughs> so there's many things you can yeah. go with, but there was one that if you don't take any of these advice, I think there's one name you should definitely give to uh, maybe one of the hives you're having the harder time with. <laughs> I think you should name it the Merasmus. Merasmus. Oh. Yeah. I think you need to send that in an email. Okay, I'll put that in an email. And <laughs> you can take a email. picture. We'll put it on and the, on I'll the website. And I'll be glad to go ahead and, and do that. Oh, there you go. favorite guest ever. Am I hey, to say that? Hey, he was a guest count. once. He said well, you're part of the show. He serenaded you before oh, you were part I of the show. Oh wait, I can't do that because there's the black people. Sweetheart, you can't be on the chocolate people. people. You can't be. Yeah. <laughs> wait a second, got it wrong. They're not even close. <laughs> You can't be unequally yoked, all right? Don't <laughs> I'm so, I love all of your guests, but I love bees. Thank you. Awesome. Okay. Oh, this so, is great. So what do you think? About, I'm going with Roger. No, I know. What What's the thing that you always say, Mama? Uh, well, <laughs> it's getting late. I'm tired, but I don't want to go home. <laughs> All right, that's good enough for me. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> the, the word's going homeward. I left my heart in San Francisco. Okay, well, that was good. That was fun, that and we definitely awesome. want to have you back. Thank yes, you. Awesome. All right, but to the throng, and thank you for coming. We also yes. want to thank the throng for listening, if that's at all applicable. Yeah. Um, please tell to, to tell them more than two friends. And if you're listening on iTunes or any or Stitcher or any of that stuff, give us not re, don't worry about reviews. Just give us stars. That'll help us out. And remember, we only have like twenty three yeah. more episodes. We only have twenty three more episodes after this, so make us make, make it good. Uh, let's see. 
the Am- okay, we'll get to that after. We forgot to do a commercial for the Amazon button and for Patreon, but we'll do that another time. So, Pete, you've got coming up August 12th at Piano Fight on Saturday. Yes, sir. That's uh, the old uh, original Joe's down in the down on uh, off of uh, Taylor. Yeah. And 18th, Taste of the World in Pleasant Hill Bart. But yes. You, you got that gig's been going for a while. Oh, yes. That's cool. Now, uh, Roger, you've, you've reminded us the San Francisco Beekeepers Association. They can go search for that on Google, find the website, get involved, and they can have a really good time. Exactly. And that's for right. me. Okay, great. Awesome. Thank you. Sweetie? Yes. Thank you for coming. My yeah, pleasure. Should we do this again? Absolutely. All right, we'll do it one more time. You should all be ashamed of yourselves. Bye, boys. San Francisco, your golden sun will shine for me. Thank you. If you don't mind, I'd like to do it again. What we have here is failure to communicate. I feel like I got the marasmus. Ooh. Yeah. Who are these people? They could be sea monkeys. I love Roger. Keep your hands to yourself, Roger. You came for the bees, you stay for the Roger. And I knew absolutely (laughs) nothing. Because of your imperfection, some bees have ceased to exist. I'm here for bees. I got stung by a bee, and I didn't even get upset. So interfaith bees. We need bees. If you kill bees, you're bad. You don't kill bees because we don't have enough bees. I'm very, you know how I feel about bees because I love bees. Oh, I like when you call me mama. I love LeBeau. I'm so, I love all of your guests, but I love bees. This is the most interesting thing ever. Interest lost. <laughs> <laughs>